This is Talking Pictures, our weekly review of movies and film. Joining us from the Kirkwood Film Vault is our resident film guru, Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown. Hello out there, out there, out there. <laughs> and with us again, with a review of a film that I think is just very... I, it's, it's, some people thought it was a bit controversial. I think it's hilarious and um, very topical. It's got the amazing Chrisman. Hello, everyone. Film, we're going to start with um, a film that could have come straight from the Wikian universe, The oh, Beekeeper. Yes. Oh, yes, and you really put your finger on it. The Beekeeper really wants, well, wants to and can't evade, even if it wanted to, the Wikian influence or the Wikian universe. Uh, what we have here is, uh, again, another story of a retired uh, hitman uh, guy who is a part of some uh, strange, nefarious uh, uh, group outside of government control and things who has retired. And he's, uh, what, called back into service because of something dastardly that has happened to him that he has to seek revenge about. Uh, <laughs> what we have here is Adam Clay, who is played by Jason Statham. Who does a nice job in the film it does it does the action scenes really well as well uh but uh, he he is uh, take he rented some space from this woman who's a retired teacher felicia rashad uh, oh, plays okay. this figure who uh, rents some space from a barn and also some land space so that he can keep his bees he's a beekeeper and uh the uh, as it turns out she is online uh and uh she uh, all of a sudden gets this message that says that, oh, you're, 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 you're being scanned, you're, you know, you're being hacked and things like that. Please call this number and we'll fix you. And it turns out to be a big scam. She was in control of lots of money from other individuals and they took all of the money from her. And when she found out that that was the case, she shoots herself in the head. Oh, now. Yeah. So this becomes the revenge factor. So Adam Clay all of a sudden realizes that, Hey, this person who really, really cared for me and I cared for them and uh, I, I, I want to seek revenge. So he goes out and he tracks down these scammers and uh, one after another sort of uh, does them in. And he, what it does is he, as he's going through these various levels of scammers, like blowing up buildings, killing individuals and going up the scale. And I can't tell you how far it goes up because this is where it becomes somewhat preposterous, but it, it goes up pretty high. To, to the level of where all this scamming uh, originates from. Uh, again, it really does play off the wiki in sense that he is a, he's a killing machine. And he, uh, uh, yeah, you can, he doesn't get shot up as much as John uh, Wick does. You know, he doesn't get stabbed <laughs> as much. But uh, they realize, you know, he's not the golem-esque type of guy that you find there. But he does come close to that. And he, there's some great action scenes where he, he you know, really does some, uh, what uh, uh, you know really kills people in very dramatic and creative ways. Uh, what makes the film interesting to me is that it is a, with the Wiccan world, you have this one sense of revenge, and that's uh, Wick, particularly in the first film. Uh, Wick seeking revenge because of the killing of the dog and all of that business. Uh, here, it's not directly the bees, because the bees do get blown up, but it's unclear whether he <laughs> knows that the bees got blown up or not, but he's certainly going after... Uh, revenge for uh, Rashad. Now, what's interesting, okay, here we have a dual revenge business going on. We have uh, uh, Adam Clay, who is a, uh, turns out to be a member of this uh, underground uh, outside of the, uh, the 
government type of uh, group, the beekeepers. Uh, and we also have her daughter. Uh, we have the daughter of Rashad, who is an FBI agent. And she also is seeking revenge. So you have oh. two different versions of revenge. You got the revenge from the outside and you got the revenge from the inside. And what is the most effective way? Well, you can guess that the most effective way is from the outside. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but she helps in some ways to, you know, kind of assist him as he is going through his uh, various levels of uh, slaughter, if you will. The, uh, I think he does a nice job in here. There are some great action scenes. Uh, one of the problems I have with the film, well, a couple of problems I have with the film is that it really doesn't, uh, it, it really doesn't really know what it wants to be. At times it seems like it's a parody of these, you know, you never can retire type of films. You're always going to be called back. Uh, likewise, at times it's very dramatic action adventure stuff and comic. Um, but the balance of those things just becomes uh, somewhat uh, uh, unstable. The, I think that also at points it becomes rather mechanical and preposterous. Uh, there's a scene, for instance, where they have the FBI have this building all cordoned off and uh, uh, so that they can uh, you know, keep the people who are inside uh, uh, inside. And it turns out all of a sudden he's got this planning session going on with the heads of FBI out, uh, agents outside. And he all of a sudden just pops into the middle of them and starts talking to him about that planning and work and things like that. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? How did you get in there? Likewise, he pops up in places like, how did he get there? Uh, you never have any sense. And, and, you know, maybe that's a point that they're making. He's sort of a ghost like figure or a magical figure. He can just pop up because he'll just rise up out of nowhere. It's like, huh? How did he get there? Well, he is there. <laughs> yeah. And you better be careful because he's going to kick some butt. Um, the film, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to give it a, a passing. Okay, I didn't find it to be the uh, the end all. I know it's doing well. Uh, David Ayer, I think, does his best with the uh, the material that he has as director. If you remember, he uh, he's directed Fury and Suicide Squad. Oh, yes. So he's, yes, and he's I guess he's working on a new Dirty Dozen. Uh, remake so is that know. really necessary yeah i, I don't <laughs> i'm sorry I, should, I say that yeah, out loud I, yeah i don't think so okay but uh you know it's got some pedigree and I, I i i liked it but there were points i think about midway through the film it was sort of running out of gas for me it's like okay i see where you're going and then they kind of had to up the notch at the end like oh boy uh, this goes too far or not and obviously this film cries out that they want to have a sequel because the way it ends is very uh, well sets them up for the next uh, installment if you know it's doing well so probably will have a beekeeper two coming up well right now the um, box office is doing well as of uh, february 5th 122.9 million yeah i think shot on a very minimal budget as well so well, excellent scott we were just mentioning earlier that Jeffrey Wright seems to be showing up everywhere. I expect him to show up in my bowl of cornflakes. Every time I turn my head. <laughs> in this new new film, American Fiction, this is just fascinating. Please tell us about it. Sure. And, and great. I've enjoyed Jeffrey Wright for a long time. I'm happy to see him get some widespread recognition and, and a lot of work. Um, so American Fiction uh, stars Jeffrey Wright as the main character. Also uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Eric Alexander, John Ortiz, Leslie Uggams, uh, Isa Ray, Adam Brody, Sterling K. Brown, and Keith David. So already a fantastic list on the cast. 
Uh, and if you don't recognize the names, you'll definitely recognize the faces. Mm. Uh, lots of good character work in there. I wanted to see this movie for Jeffrey Wright, especially because I've enjoyed him so much since at least Casino Royale, if not before, uh, where he played James Bond's American spy counterpart, Felix Leiter. So you'd recognize him from that. Uh, but the rest of the cast is great as well and near perfectly fit their roles. Just wonderful casting and acting all the way through. Uh, Jeffrey Wright plays an author, Thelonious Monk Ellison, who is working as a professor while trying to get his writing career to take off despite already being several completed books into it. Uh, frustrated by authors around him who are succeeding in the popular sphere by writing a stere stereotypical black experience uh, that is embraced by the masses, and this covers things like inner-city violence, extreme poverty, drugs, guns, and gangs, which are not part of Monk's life at all, and he yearns for society to show some interest in a wider picture of black life in America. So has a lot of frustration without any recognition in what his work is. Uh, after several events push him to exasperation, he decides to try his hand at writing a novel in this popular style that he despises as trash. Sending it to his publisher, he suddenly has to deal with being faced with its success. <laughs> Much to his chagrin. He actually intended this sort of as a biting commentary on it, as a joke, as it were. Yeah, I think it was more to release his own frustrations. And then after he turns it in, the publisher's like, well, what do you want me to do with this? Well, send it out, because I, you know, just a... a, a uh, objection to everything else. Yes, you know, it's a comment. It. Yeah, a comment of how would you, you know, here's the kind of trash I feel like you're putting out there. And <laughs> he gets back rousing. So he says, oh, yeah, it's great. We want some more of that. What Can we make a movie? Can we do like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? So he is just appalled that this would even be considered. Uh, so as he deals with all of that and then has to keep working the lie as he gets a little deeper and deeper of, okay, now Ooh. I'm this and how do I do the okay and struggling with his feelings on how any of that works. He also has to deal with some major changes in his family that bring him back home where he did not really expect to be uh, and starts to find out he doesn't know the whole truth about some of those relationships either. So darkly cynical, I think, throughout most of it. Uh, I enjoy the title, American Fiction, because it's wonderful and playing on several different levels. First, as the writer... Second, as this imposter persona that he has created and has to deal with for himself. And then the overlying theme of the movie as it explores who we are to others, to our families, to our friends, and finally to ourselves. So sort of the idea of what, what level of fiction is your life or your experience and how are you presenting that to others? How are others receiving that from you? Uh, also reminding me of elements, and I don't want to hesitate to mention it because I don't want to draw too close a parallel, but... If you remember back in 2006, there was an author named James Frey who had a scandal after his somewhat fraudulent memoir, A Million Little Pieces, was picked for Oprah's book club. Oh, yes. And started to unravel after his biography, Lies, were exposed. That's not the plot here, but it is certainly aware of that idea mm -hmm. and how things can spiral out of control once you've started that boulder down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Monk must navigate his relationship with his mother, who is ailing uh, in her later life, his brother and his sister, and all of their pasts, which he uh, just trying to figure out where he fits in and how choosing his career over them has repeatedly kept them at arm's length and kept him a little bit out of the daily flow of the family. So he's surprised by several things. Go, well, I didn't realize that was the case there, and how do I not know that? But he just wasn't there or didn't engage in that way with his family. 
Wright is wonderful to watch. Uh, so much of his internal dialogue is written on his face that once he gets to delivering a line, it hits just right and really love watching him work. This is the kind of movie I really enjoy because the trailer gives hints, but I never really know where it's headed. And every twist and turn, you go, well, okay, well, now that leads to something. What's going to happen now? I don't know. So I, I love that I can't just draw a straight line and go, oh, well, here's where they're going, and that's where they end up. So it keeps my interest and seems like it covers some original ground uh, as one of the better ones I've seen in a while. Now, it's not brand new, but there's some definite things here that go, I don't think I've quite seen that before. So I give it, I give it an A, and I only withhold the plus because I'm still sorting out my feelings on the ending that is either genius or something else. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's in theaters now, and there's some limited times. It's been out a little while, but streaming to buy and likely to rent soon. And it went on to be nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture, Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role, Jeffrey Wright, Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Sterling K. Brown, Mm -hmm. And Academy Award for Best Writing, uh, screen, Adapted Screenplay by Cord Jefferson as well. It's going to be a strong contender in all of those things. All right. Thank you very much. Folks, we want to know what you're watching. Tell us what you're giving thumbs up or thumbs down. Our email address is talkingpicks at kcck.org.